0: Project Resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Please make sure to reference Medical Coding Geek when you place your order. Do you need a specialized recruitment partner to send you only qualified candidates? Do you need interim staff while you conduct a search for a permanent employee? Or are you losing hires to competitors? Renowned Talent recruits experienced HIM, RCM, and CDI professionals using their trusted candidate screening and retention process for health systems and employers around the U.S. Whether you have one or multiple openings that you need to fill ASAP, please visit Renowned Talent. And tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. Again, visit r e n o w n talent, R-E-N-O-W-N talent.com and tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast.
1: You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to, to not to not
0: elsewhere. Not elsewhere. 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 Elsewhere classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not Ulcer Classified podcast. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome. Over 70% of our listeners listen to this podcast with their iphone so please pick up your apple device go to our show and leave our podcast a five-star rating and a review you can check out medical coding geek and the not ultra classified podcast on social media including facebook and instagram most recently i just launched a medical coding geek youtube channel so you can go to youtube check out medical coding geek or you can go to youtube.com slash medical coding geek videos. So I've already posted an introductory video, which pretty much will set the tone on what you can expect in the channel. I will be talking about medical coding, but I will also be discussing topics in health information technology and also clinical documentation integrity, also compliance, also HIPAA, and so much more. You could check out our Facebook groups by going to medicalcodinggeek.com slash services. And while you're there, if you need a speaker or somebody to promote your brand or service, feel free to reach out to us. And of course, you could find me, Brian Cui, my last name is spelled C-U-I, on LinkedIn. So today in the podcast, I have Cheryl Noblejas. You'll hear it in the podcast, but she was one of my first mentors, when I started out in health information management. And so every two years I go to the Florida HIM Association, the FHIMA conference, and I would always see her there and catch up with her. So what makes this interview very interesting? Yes, I'm chatting with my old mentor, but you know I also followed her career. And her career, when I first met her, she was a health information management director but she also transitioned into information technology. So for those that are pursuing a bachelor's in HIM and going for the RHIA, I am always looking for professionals who can talk about certain areas in health information management, not just medical coding. Aside from her career, she has also done a lot of work in the community. So it started with the creation of a Filipino cultural dance group would lead to her getting involved with the city of Jacksonville and becoming a commissioner for housing and development and then becoming the chair of the Asian American advisory board for the city of Jacksonville, Florida. So in part one of two of this conversation, we start off with discussing her career from HIM to information technology to project management and program management, and then next week we will talk about her involvement in the community and what's been going on with the Asian American community in the United States. So, without further ado, here is part one of my interview with Cheryl Noblejas. Enjoy.
1: I have no time for you either. No time I'm good. For you
0: All right. Set up here. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Not Also Classified podcast. Today on the podcast, I have one of my early mentors. When I was uh, an HIM student back in South Florida, uh, she was one of the early mentors that uh, came into, I guess, uh, with me uh, when I used to be the what was I? The president of the Health Information Management Student Association. And I think we did an event, kind of like a year-end event, and we called her down. (laughs) And so so I'm glad that uh, we connected. Um, And so, yes, we have on the podcast Cheryl Noblejas. Cheryl, how are you today?
1: Very good. How
0: are you? I'm good. We were just talking earlier (laughs) about, um, well, first of all, my sister is all the way up in Jacksonville. Uh, There is what we talked about. (laughs) Jolly <laughs> being all over the place. <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, Jolly Bee is a uh, Filipino—I guess Filipino American or just strictly Filipino—Filipino Filipino, no, yeah. um, franchise that has branched from the Philippines to America. So it's now kind of uh, rivaling what was it KFC, Popeyes, mm-hmm. McDonald's, all of that globally. So uh, we had that chat. Um, but the reason why I have her on uh, many things, a lot of things. Uh, first of all, her. Her career path is very interesting in information technology um, I remember when you when we first had met you were working for as HIM director in chance right so mm-hmm. you were HIM director that's how I remembered you and let me, let me tell you when you I think you did a speech for the event for the HIM student Association and I remember this this one phrase that how you define HIM, HIM is where you could tell doctors what to do. <laughs> do you remember that? That's the one thing yes. that kind of stuck with me. I'm like, oh, really? I could tell doctors what to do? And so as a, as a young student, I'm like, really? I could do that? And so I guess it kind of carried forward when I went into clinical documentation improvement. Not necessarily kind of telling them what to do, but I guess more or less guiding them. So mm-hmm. I didn't know. And, and when you said that to me, I didn't realize... Um, Because I knew back then when you are telling doctors what to do, it's because of, hey, you got to sign this chart. You got to do this, that. And so when I look at it now, I'm like, oh, it's more or less, yes, you're telling them what to do. But then also you're guiding them too. So I think, you know, in terms of the H&M profession, it has uh, definitely evolved since since the paper charts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. For real. So let's go ahead and get started. I, I know we have a lot to talk about. Um, The reason why I also have her on is because she's very involved with her community up in uh, Duval County, Jacksonville. Uh, So I do Mm want to have her chat about that. But let's go ahead and with the first question. Uh, Cheryl, where did you come from and how did did you get to where you are today?
1: Okay, well, um, my parents were in the Navy, so we traveled around quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom is a nurse or was a nurse. She's retired now. My dad was in the Navy. So, um, I was told at a young age um, that I needed to be a nurse. And I said, well, I didn't want to. I had a fourth grade teacher that said, um, you're too smart. Um, you're going to be and too headstrong. Mm. And you're going to be in the situation where you know you're right. And um, you won't have the ability to kind of fight your weight into that because you're a nurse. And this is, you know, back in, you know, I'm going to date myself you know, <laughs> in, the, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, nurses have a lot more down than they did, I think, back then, yeah. but my, my teacher convinced me that, you know, you can do anything, um, be a doctor, go mm. for the gusto, mm. be a doctor. So, you know, I kind of went through fourth grade on until I got to um, University of Florida mm-hmm. and chemistry and I had a disagreement with each other, uh, 207 Lee Hall and UNF. <laughs> Um, I couldn't get beyond chemistry. So I figured that was a sign from God. I took it three times.
0: Oh, my goodness. And um,
1: (laughs) I had all these science credits, um, anatomy, physiology, everything. And that was my stumbling block. So my mom in her infinite wisdom said, you know, hey, there's this thing called medical record administration. And Mm. that's what it was called back then. Why don't you look at it? And it looked really boring to me. And I said, "It looks so boring. She's (laughs) like, well, if you like business. And you like um, healthcare? That's kind of a happy medium. Mm-hmm. So I talked to the director of the program. You know, had a great discussion with her, and then I found it was a really, really good fit. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I uh, started off as a worked at Florida Hospital in Orlando mm-hmm. as okay. a file clerk and had, had got a lot of wonderful experience um, doing that. And um, and then from there, I became an assistant director of a hospital in uh, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, had an affinity for. Um, electronic records. They had the HCA system, which had many different um, it had coding, it had file, it had retrieval, it was, you know, all encompassing. Right. And so I became, you know, really uh, enamored with technology. And so my next position was in Winterhaven Hospital as an assistant director
0: mm-hmm.
1: and had a great experience with that. Um, we did not have a quote unquote distributed system, but we had other systems that were kind of trying to be integrated. Um, And then very early in my career, I had a chance to be a director at age 24.
0: Wow. Excuse me.
1: Of a a hospital going back to Orlando. Mm -hmm. And I got to play with that um, HCA medical record system again. And, um, you know, we were really on the cutting edge of writing reports and implementing, you know, everything. And so I realized I really, really like technology and um, that. So I got my friend encouraged me to get my master's. So we did that together halfway through my master's in business, I realized, dang, I should have done it in information systems, lesson learned. But I finished, you know, I was already already almost done with that. So that took me to um, being a director of uh, HMA um, Hospital in Sebring, Florida, where I became the corporate consultant. Um, Again, you know, we did not have a um, electronic, uh, a true um, technology in there. We had kind of disparate systems, and we were not automated we did not have a uh, file retrieval we didn't do um deficiencies everything was very very manual you you know deficiencies were with slips of paper and folders (laughs) you know (laughs) back then um yeah so i had to figure out how to automate them so there was a system that we did have on a a little laptop and i would take it home and play with it and i'm like hey you know i can write reports through this and i can Mm -hmm. write you know do um you know, fields and make the fields do things. So, um, you know, was successful in creating those, you know, two tracking systems. And that took me to being corporate consultant. And I got a call from a recruiter, a friend of mine, and he said, how would you like to install electronic medical records? Wow. And that was early, early forefront before Windows,
0: before Windows.
1: I'm really dating myself that they were doing electronic records. So um, the system was um, based off IBM um, system. So I had a chance to, to play with that. Um, then I met my husband got married. <laughs> so I ended <laughs> up um, moving from, um, I was living in Orlando at the time, moving to Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville at the time had two major healthcare systems. Baptist was combined with St. Vincent's. So mm-hmm. it was Baptist St. Vincent's. Mm-hmm. And so I was the person that was hired to bring five hospitals to the hospital H.I.M. departments together. Wow. So we had to choose a dictation system, transcription, coding, H.I.M., you know, all of that. And I had to do it before I got married. So I was there (laughs) hired for two months,
0: Hmm.
1: you know, madly wrote RFPs and helped the five directors choose one system. And so after I did that, um, it was very exciting. Then I had the opportunity to go back into HIM and be an HIM director, and that was a chance when I met mm-hmm. you, Brian. Okay. And so um, around that time, um, I was also involved with uh, FHIMA, the Florida Health Information Management Association, yep. and I had been involved in that since I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. And my um, college director was very involved. She was the state president. Mm-hmm. And I made that as my goal that I one day would be the state president because I liked the hotel suite that she was staying in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to, I want that hotel suite. <laughs> That's a good goal. <laughs> oh man, so so that was kind of my goal. So I, you know, started being active locally, mm. and you know, and I was always told, you know, um, I would kind of complain about it, and you know, I had a friend that said, you know, hey. Put up or shut up. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the way it's being done, do something about it. And right. I'm like, you know, that's a, you know, something to live by, words to live by. And so, you know, after being on, uh, you know, I, I was able to be elected as director. And then consequently, I think I was, I may have been the president of FHIMA when I met you.
0: Yes, you At, were. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I was the um, state president um, around the time. And that was when 9-11 just happened. Yes. So it was a very um moving time period. Because I graduated of- in two thousand
0: three. So that's I think yep. that's when we had met.
1: Yep. Right around that time, mm-hmm. you know, and everything was kind of scary. Um, everyone was very patriotic. So my theme was United We Stand. Mm-hmm. And it was all about um the whole convention was all about cybersecurity. I mean, how to secure yourself, you know, threats, things like that. Um, so I was at Shans, um, And then I had my, I have two boys, so I had my second son, and um, after getting calls from doctors at two o'clock in the morning, after I put my son to sleep, Mm -hmm. saying, hey, I can't find my medical records, you suspended me, um, I thought it was time for a little change, and I had an opportunity to um, work from home. Um, So I started out first as a consultant, um, and then that stint ended about six months later when they said, oh, we're letting everyone go. (laughs) So all the consultants got let go. And then I was fortunate enough to take a job with Nuance, um, working on the Dictaphone system. They don't mm-hmm. have Dictaphone anymore. Right, right. But um, so I did that. And then I was able to transition to um, a radiology, um, radiology systems, power, you uh, have to of the name of it now. PAX. but the, It was not the PAX yet. It was, well, could have been the PAX. Mm-hmm. Power, PowerScribe, Maybe. But, um, yeah, so I had a chance to work with with that for many years and then did radiology imaging mm. um, with um, another another nuanced system and then uh, worked together with a nuanced integrity. Mm. So back into HIM. Wow. So um, after that, um, you know, so again, still working with technology. And by this time, I had um, advanced to project management, mm. So which is something that HIM um people can do, because, you know, HIM people are typically very, very organized, mm-hmm. um, obsessive compulsive, <laughs> <anal-retentive laughs> you know, and I mean, and you know, most people are because to be in our business, you really have to be an organized kind of person, mm-hmm. you know, to do what we do. Um, and so being a project manager, I was, it was a natural slide in for me to do that you know, to work on, you know, managing projects, making sure they're on time, making sure they're on budget. Um, so I've transitioned, you know, I transitioned to that and did that work for another company called Leidos, um, where I was working with the Clintegrity Clint system. And then they asked me to work on the financial system. So, you know, AS 400 system, you know, so don't think that um, just because, you know, one system, you can't learn another one, you know, okay. so did that, um, They promoted me to another uh, senior type position. Um, And then I was a contract person. So unfortunately, the contract ended. Um, So I was lucky short, I mean, just within a couple of months, I landed a position as a senior project manager for Florida Blue here in Jacksonville. Um, So working with the project management organization over Florida Blue Medicare. And that position, um, Florida Blue's Medicare position was brand new. They were trying to develop a new um, system for medicare for uh, over 65 um, making a stellar kind of system and so we were building the the project management organization from the ground up so how to track how to trend how to you know get status from everyone how to make sure everyone's doing what they need to do so it was a lot of learning um you know going into that environment um but very, you know, very good learning. I think for that. Um, so I had an opportunity to uh, to I applied for a position as a program manager, which is a step up from a project manager, and um, it is for Guidewell, which is a um, the parent company for Florida Blue. And what we're doing, uh, Guidewell, Guidewell Health, actually, IT, and they have um, acquired some clinics. And our job is to, um, you know, install. Hey, medical records <laughs> systems there. Yeah, yeah. You know, electronic health records now. Electronic health records, dictation, work on all of the integration. So my job is to bring all of that together with all of the different, um, you know, things that go into planning a clinic. So even as much as choosing devices, but you know, come a long way from paper records. Now we're looking at clinics of the future. What can you do without paper? What integrates with what? Um, you know, just trying to be really thinking about what patients would want in the future. You know, really looking at mobile devices and, you know, what can you do on your phone? Mm-hmm. You know, that you don't need people. And, of course, now with, with what happened with COVID, mm-hmm. you know, everything is, you know, hands free. You don't want to touch anything. And so we're really developing the clinic for that. So that's kind of where it takes me to today with what I do with work.
0: So much. You have a, a mm-hmm. very, I guess, deep and profound um, resume of work here, and I'm very impressed. So a question that I have, just looking <laughs> at all of this, right? <laughs> how, I, I know you mentioned some things that are happening now, but we're, how do you, throughout the time that you've worked in medical records, HIM, IT, mm-hmm. You mentioned that the the one thing that you've mentioned throughout your whole entire, um, I guess, answer of that question is systems, right? So mm-hmm. how would you describe your evolution, your view or evolution view of systems from when you started up until now? Like, wh- has it really changed? I guess when when I think of systems, right? And you're telling you're telling me all the different systems that you've dealt with. Um, mm-hmm. I guess number one, how did you see the evolution, the changes, and all of the trends, and, and all of things that are happening there? But also, the the next question that I would ask is, um, how were you able to transition from one system to the next? Because you just mentioned earlier that you dealt with a lot of systems, but you but you had to learn new systems. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a different, I have a way of learning systems. I know my own system of things. Like, if, like for example, you know, I'm learning podcasting. This is a system in itself. Right. YouTube, video creation, that's another system within itself. But I know this podcasting is a system. So now that I'm doing something new, I'm taking the system that I know and kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, this is the system that I know. This is the system right. that I need to know. What are some of the stuff that I know that I can kind of put in here and then just add more stuff to that? So how does that work with what you've done in your career?
1: Mm. I think a lot of it is you just really have to be open to learning and not be afraid to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Um, When I, when I, the first system that I encountered, of course, was at Florida Hospital as a student and, Mm -hmm. and I was really excited just to be able to work with a computer, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and back then the, the monitors were really fat and like the monitor was half of your desk. remember that and they were like black with green or black with orange i think and they had a rounded
0: front like that (laughs) yep
1: the rounded front and you know and the dos systems and and all of that yep and i was just excited to work on a computer system Mm -hmm. back then and then to be able to advance to you know a system that everything is integrated you know because back you know back then and there probably are systems now where you know you go from one you know you're in one system you're doing um Like I remember the coders had a system, they had the coding 3M or whatever it was. So they had their system. And then there was another system to to do the record tracking and someone had to manually put that stuff in there so that you can track a record or I don't even think they had scanning or barcoding back then. And then there was another separate deficiency system where you had to manually put in, you know, the doctor add in the, you know, you had a paper deficiency created and someone manually put it in there. Um, And so, you know, transitioning going from you know, where you have to enter everything manually to one system where everything is entered on the front end. And this was the HCA system, which kind of was on the forefront, you know, back end, because it was, everything was connected. The, the radiology was part of, you know, the, the registration system, which was part of the HIM system. And, and the HISM system contained coding and record tracking and, you know, abstracting and, you know, everything but um, transcription and dictation. You know so learning um you know just kind of getting in there and learning and not being afraid to play you know i would have to go to class for the hca system and um you know so i would learn the system and then i would just play when when people weren't you know when we had a break i'm just in there tinkering around what can i do what can i do you know i even um had a chance to i said you know i told my boss i want to learn the business the business office system because it kind of feeds to ours i want to learn you know how do how do patients get admitted? You know what can you do with that? So I got into the class and I'm sitting at the top of the class. I'm like, ooh, I can discharge the students' patients in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> so I would be on break and you know one of the guys sitting next to me goes, oh yeah, they work for me. Discharge all their patients. So when they came back from break, they're like, there's some My patients are all gone. I can't see anything. You know, and the guy was telling me, he goes, you're you're really good at this, and I you just have you know, you just can't be afraid to play Yes. and to learn, you know? So it was a learning thing for me to see how, you know, point A connects to point B, you know, and then giving the opportunity to, you know, do electronic health records, which was always something that I, you know, always wanted to do and just being able to get on the forefront of that. I mean, it was before windows, there was no windows wow.
0: Wow. Jeez. <laughs>
1: and they were talking about integrating, you know, I mean, they were really good with, um, how many things can we integrate into one time, you know? And then I had, after we developed the system, then they're like, okay, you know, who can go out and demo, demo it? And because I was an HIM person talking to other HIM people, you know, I was a logical choice to be the demo person, you know, and so I would go and I would have to set up the whole system. So we would have to bring like a big database per se, and then hook them all together. We brought the big monitor, we bought the, you know, the little laptop. I mean, you had to bring everything with you. And then we had to make sure we set it up like the day before, because sometimes it worked. Sometimes it right. didn't work. Right. It's not like now where you can just, you know, plug in, get internet connection to the server, you know, that's at your home base in oh, Kentucky. Geez. You know, this is back then where, you know, like, okay, you know, I have my little AS400 set up. You know, and I got all my, you know, you had to knew which wires went to which wires. And because I was it, I had to set up, you know, so I had to learn about the system because I kind of had no choice. But going from that to, you know, being able to be to, to help them develop the system and then be able to. So I would work with developers. And that was really, you know, a really neat thing to do is to, you know, because they would say, well, this is the way we want it to work. And I'm like, well, doctors would just throw it in your face. You know, you have to think like the people that are going to use the system. So, you know, so that was, um, you know, a great learning experience, um, but I think just the way that technology moved, you know, it just moved from, you know, um, integrated, just the same way computers moved. You know, you, you went from big system, you know, where you had a few things that are functionality to more, more functionality put together, smaller, 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 smaller. Um, you know, to write right now where you know everything's kind of integrated, but how much more can we integrate to make it easier? Now, of course, it's it's all about um, convenience. You know, how much more convenient can we be? You know, using our our phone. You know, because that's the way that the technology has moved. And we and if you don't know it, you really have to sit down and take the time to learn it you know, because if you don't, you're really left out. And, you know, going from, you know, where I was working in the um, the project management organization and not having really um, stepped into HIM for a while, because I was out of it for, you know, maybe, maybe five, six years. And, you know, some of the regulations have changed. Interoperability is such a big thing. You can connect, you can get medical records from, you know, hospitals if you're part of certain groups without even having to to ask because of certain laws that are passed. And, you know, I'm trying to bone up on all of that stuff, but by the same token, you know, working working on the technology just because of, you know, the IT department that I work at, you know? So I get called upon to do some, you know, things that I'm like, okay, I, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but let me go figure it out <laughs> so I can seem intelligent, you know, enough to do it. You know, there was the, the last thing that I worked on today was You know, one of the clinics are moving from six digit medical record numbers to seven. Oh, wow. And how does and how does that impact all of the other systems that Florida Blue has? So I'm like, okay, well, you know, what is it that you really want to do (laughs) and what are all of the systems that are impacted? You know, and so I had to, you know, create something and I still wasn't even sure that I captured everything. But you ask the question, you know, and then you, you go from there. So.
0: Please take a moment and hear a word from our partners. The Haugen Consulting Group offers healthcare consulting, education, and auditing services utilizing a team of industry experts specializing in leadership, project management, and assessments for HIM and patient access. Their auditors and educators are experts in facility and professional fee coding and offer education for ICD-10-CM, PCS, CPT, HIM, patient access, and revenue cycle. The Haugen Consulting Group is thrilled to be a partner with medicalcodinggeek.com and the Not Also Classified podcast. Go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop and use promo code geek15 at checkout to receive a discount on webinars and desk aids. Again, go to h-a-u-g-en-group.com H-A-U-G-E-N, slash shop and use our promo code geek, geek15 at checkout. Looking for a convenient, cost-effective solution for interventional radiology coding training? Check out Cracking the IR Code, Mastering Interventional Radiology and Cardiology Coding Online Education. Created by interventional radiology coding expert Stacy Buck of RadRx. This comprehensive online training offers access to content for one year. Q&A support available during your one-year enrollment period. Hundreds of coding scenarios and actual operative reports. What are you waiting for? It's time to earn that specialty credential. Go to RadRx for additional testimonials and information. And use our promo code GEEK. Ten for special pricing. Again, go to RadarX and use our promo code GEEK ONE ZERO for special pricing. I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I think you went on a good um, a good uh, good direction there because, like, when you the way the way I saw, I guess for for me when I stepped in, uh, let's see, what was that two thousand three? Um, mm-hmm. So I was already in healthcare in two thousand one. That was my first taste of electronic health records you know so I think we were I was a radiology file clerk and uh, the system that they used was a it was an MS-DOS system so it was just a black screen (laughs) and you got to tab through all over and um, and they didn't have a a specific system so you know they they have the registration system and I worked in radiology Mm -hmm. they were developing packs in 2001 Mm -hmm. 2002 so that in itself is its own system I guess Mm -hmm. everything the ordering system is, you know, I guess when I guess for the students that are listening here, it's all about systems. When we talk about systems is like it's when I think of a system, I think of a process. Right. So when you because I worked in a hospital, there's so many. That's what's great about working in a hospital when you're it doesn't even have to be in medical coding or H.I.M. You could be somewhere just anywhere in just the hospital. And what you do is you fill in the gaps of where you are. So if I'm in radiology, Where does the business line fall through radiology? And you know, when you're talking about following the patient when they come in, where do they go? They go to registration. Mm -hmm. Then from registration, but registration has its own system. So, like just like you, when you mentioned, you know, you you're in your certain spot in HIM, and you want to learn the business system. For me, it was I want to know that registration system because whatever they do, it might mess up our stuff. So, what are they doing Mm -hmm. that needed to fix registration? Make sure they have. I guess the biggest thing was. you know, duplicate medical records, and they have to merge all of that stuff and and uh, mm. making sure all of the information is incorrect. And then they come over here, they register with us, and then they have the radiology, you know, the, the imaging done. And then your question is, okay, before they come to me, where do they go next? You know, right. and, and so, but when I stepped in, in healthcare, just like you said, everything was all decentralized, right? Everything had yep. its own system. And so I was, you know, in 2000, what, 2003, I was in. I was in that very forefront. I mean, you've been in the in the game in health electronic health records for a while, but I was just stepping mm-hmm. in. I'm like, wow, this is happening. As I just graduated, and um, so radiology systems, I had no idea about the hospital system, the building system, mm-hmm. the coding system, the pharmacy system. Uh, yep. You know, and then even, <clears throat> but you know, back then it was still paper, hybrid scanning and so mm-hmm. when you think about yeah. they're writing their orders so there's no ordering system there is no cpoe uh, <laughs> it's just it yeah. was just so chaotic and then you know I, and as 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 my work through cdi i was able to see it evolve from there you know when they mm-hmm. brought in the epic system um, and, then, and then you talk about integration i think they were using uh they mm-hmm. were using um, idx rad do you remember them idx rad anyways it was a it was a, it was the pack system that they had mm. chosen so it was a totally different system and the thing mm-hmm. is that the you know people were buying different systems you know <laughs> like right. I'll, I'll take yep. this one i'll take this one for this department i'll take this one for that department yep. i'll take this one for that department so everybody had their own shiny system but then they didn't work together you know exactly <laughs> so, yep so that was the that was the big dilemma back in i would like to say 2003 2004 2005 all the way up to 2010 and then mm-hmm. moving forward, I mean, that's where you're talking about integration. So, you know, for mm-hmm. those that are listening, when you're looking about integration is like taking all of those different systems. It's like, OK, you have a Toyota. I have a Chevy. My kid has a, you know, a Honda. How can we integrate it into one usable car? You know, how can we right. turn it into a Tesla <laughs> or something? And yeah. so you have that d- the dilemma. You have all of those meetings, <laughs> those committee meetings that you probably went into yeah. on how to handle that and uh right. it's still going on and so now we have an integrated system and you're you're mentioning about how can you make it more integrated i mean <laughs> <that's>, uh <laughs> you know we, you have a decentralized system now it's all centralized but i think with any system you know that i've encountered i remember attending a uh h-i-m-s um meeting one time and it was uh it was a case presentation for a Miami Children's Hospital where they in, they they were integrating their their healthcare systems mm-hmm. and all of that, and they were discussing that when they transitioned over to their system, it, it just were opened up a whole bag of problems <laughs> for, for yeah. them, you know. So all yeah. of the reports that they were generating pre EHR uh was not accurate so when they turned on the system all the problems just kind of like went you know came like hi i'm with the- <laughs> here i am <laughs> yeah like, where did yep. you come from and so it just created a whole bunch of problems that needed to be solved uh yeah. so even though you're looking at integration you're you're looking at a shiny new electronic health record i've always said new technology creates new problems and so new mm-hmm. problems create uh, new resolutions so that's the idea of that but I, I like how you mentioned before the phrase don't be afraid to play so anytime mm-hmm. that a new system came in so if we were dealing with the DOS system and I had to learn IDX Red uh, when you go into the the, um, you're probably the same way I did or I was the same way that you did is when you go into the training class you start you don't listen to the instructor yeah. you just start <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's true you're playing
0: <laughs> you're just like Oh, I get. Oh, oh, oh. What? Where are we at now? What page? Oh, like, I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, and so exactly. you're like, like, oh, I got that covered. I'm like, okay. And then you're right. in the, you're in the test environment. You're like, okay, I can yep. do this. I can do that. I'm good. And then I'm just laying back here, you know, in the in the back. And like, are you done? Like, yeah, I've I've been done because I've already you know messed around with the system. Are you are you done right. yet? You know. <laughs> yep. 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 And so learning those, same, same. I think that's that's the best way you have to learn is just get in it you know, uh, mess around with the buttons, see what they do. If they don't Mm -hmm. do what you want to do, then figure out what else does. And, you know, I like the structured environment, but for me, it's just like, just give me the system already. Give me a task Mm -hmm. and let me see if I could do it. (laughs) Yeah. Those are some of the things that, that, uh, that kind of work itself into there. Um, Mm -hmm. let's see, what else can I ask about? So you, you said you had a gap, uh from IT to HIM or IT HIM mm. to IT, right? And so you had to um with interoperability all of those regulations. So what's some yeah. of the what are some of the regulations at least for the students? Because I'm I'm sure I'm behind. The, <laughs> the last thing that I remember is HL7. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then um I just launched a YouTube channel today. And somebody asked, "Can you can you do something on the Cures Act?" I'm like, "Excuse me, that, what?" Yes,
1: that is new. That
0: I'm is like, something what? that's new. I'm like, "What?" And so I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "Sure, I could do it, right?" And so I I, I googled Cures Act. I went to the Federal Register. I pulled it up. You know how many pages? 320 pages.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I have, uh, I have not had a chance to dive into that. I only know like the scratch the surface of it because that is something that we talked about in in one of the meetings as we're talking about you know, interoperability. And then someone was talking about um, care, care equality and Commonwealth. And that is a big you know, group that if, you, you know, if you're able to get into part of that group. And I think care equality is all Cerner and Commonwealth is all Epic clients or vice versa. You know, and just for me to understand interoperability was a big thing there and I was like what do you mean you you can just get records without signing consent what about consent like no 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 (laughs) that you know they wanted to make it so that you know anyone can access records anywhere anytime you know and so I really had to you know kind of wrap my my head around you know this new thing to me you know because I'm still of the you know Sort of statues where you have to get all those consent.
0: Yeah, what know? was the what was the old, At least for me, when I understood the old way, because I, when I, um, when I did my internship, uh, HIPAA was just kind of being rolled oh, out yeah. into the you know the system, and so they were you know the education was very big on um, the, the the form. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. just I sat on so many on my internship, just so many meetings on how to develop the form. Uh, what the what the components are and mm-hmm. uh, when I finally became an HIM director for a jail system they didn't have one so I had to remember all of those meetings from my internship oh, yeah. I'm like oh my god oh my <laughs> gosh I have to create a HIPAA yeah. form and nobody else knew how to do it except for me but mm-hmm. even though I didn't know how to do it I had the I was the the resourceful one I I'm the one I'm mm-hmm. the HIM guy I'm the medical records guy right. so of course you have to do it and so I had to go back into my office I still have the book. <laughs> Let me show you. It's funny. I hold it for Dear Life because this is the book that saved me. Dear Do I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah. I, remember that. <laughs> I, I hold it. I have a logistics book still. Yeah, I have I I, that's what's, what's the name of this one? I Abdul. Abdulhack. 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 And it's I had funny. the I had the, the smaller one. The smaller one it was a red or blue book when I was uh, when I first started in two thousand one, uh, so hey. I pulled that book out and I'm like, oh man, HIPAA, 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 yeah. and uh, I try to remember all of the internship uh, stuff that I hey. did, and I, I'm the mm. one who created that form, uh, and that was just like, you know, oh my gosh, that's the first thing I did. <laughs> so, yeah. So when you look at now in terms of privacy, um, I remember. Some of the terms that I'm just going to throw out really was it regional health information organizations, the RHIOs? That's the one that came about where, uh. when you're talking about interoperability, where you know one hospital uh, had its own records, but if you needed mm-hmm. to send it to another hospital, what did we used to do? We used to fax it or mail yep, it out, fax it or you know, instead <laughs> of mail it, it. yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so now. Not, you know, when you look at one healthcare system, let's say for one healthcare system, there's five hospitals, and now each of the hospitals can connect. But now you can have different hospitals from different companies mm-hmm. also connect. Uh, and then also now we're looking at release of information now nationwide, and then yes. now you're I guess you're looking at now the the global. Now it's going to be released everywhere uh, because mm-hmm. it's digitized. Um, you know, this comes up into questions about, you know, offshore coding and all of that stuff, because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's what's needed to, to perform that function. But yeah, I mean, I'm so behind cures act is what I need to read 320 pages. (laughs) (laughs) Someone mentioned that to me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's way too much for me.
1: Oh yeah. But, but like, you know, but I like, I like what you said, um, Brian about, you know, if, if you're the only one that has to do it, you know, you, you know, it needed to be done. You have to do it. And a lot of, a lot of what I've done in the past is, you know, if it needed to be done, even if I didn't know how to do it, I would figure out a way to have to do it. You know, and, and I think that speaks volumes to, um, to us as HIM type people is, you know, you not only don't be afraid to play, but don't be afraid to volunteer, volunteer to do something. I mean, it'll only help you learn. Um you know, learn, learn to learn something new, because if you don't know how to do it, um, then you're going to have no choice but to learn to do it and, and talk to the people that know how to do it. Um, the hardest, one of the hardest things for me at Florida blue was I had to talk to developers, <laughs> you yeah. know, and they all speak their own language, you know, and when you're having to talk to them and kind of understand what is it that they're doing And then try to, you know, I mean, we all took computer science in school, you know, and it was it was very, very foreign to us that knew nothing, you know, kind of about computers. And then you're having to learn about systems. So imagine talking to developers who have their own language and you're having to kind of pick apart what they're saying to kind of fit it into what it is that you're trying to get at. You know, for me, it was, okay. you're developing something. When will it be done? Well, then they would say, well, it has to go from here to here to this group, to this group, to data mining, to Sailfish, to, and all of these things come spewing out. I'm like, whoa, 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 you know, to try to figure all of that out, you know, and it would take for me to like, you know, you know, at least to spend an hour after they told me what they said to put it translated into notes that I understood so that I could regurgitate it to someone else. You know, so that they can understand this is the reason why we're delayed behind, you know, ahead or whatever. But, you know, th- I mean, that's what I've always had to do. Like um, today, or was it yesterday, you know, I was trying to develop business requirements for interfaces. <laughs> and, you know, and actually writing them down from a technical conversation that other people had. I mean, I, I kind of know about interfaces and that's another, you know, I word. <laughs> um but, yeah, you know, I, I have no choice but to, to have to do, develop those requirements because, you know, my my analyst is has not done it yet, and it needs to be done before we, you know, do a statement of work for a contract. So sometimes we have to step up and do things that are uncomfortable for us to do, um, but I think it only just benefits us and helps us grow in our career.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, some of the – the one thing that I got was very uncomfortable with um, – was the HIM side was just all the management part and all the, mm. mm-hmm. you know, the inter- interdepartmental stuff and um, just just the, you know, not the politics, but just the the, the people stuff, you know, the different departments mm-hmm. handling how they work. You know, I guess for me, it was being diplo- diplomatic, you know, I, like, I, I'm the <laughs> HIM guy and uh, I want to make sure everybody is, is working together. Um, that's one thing that I had to learn. When I moved into CDI, that was just a different thing because they brought me in with nothing. You know, I only had basic coding, and mm. um, I didn't. I didn't have an opportunity to uh, run in an office and grab another book. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know. But, but I think you know when you when when people give you a chance, I think that's another thing too. Uh, mm-hmm. Is you have to prove it. But if they're if they're able to to teach you in that role. Uh, depending on the demand, you know that's uh, you might as well take it. You know if they're gonna train you, take it. You know it's an opportunity, and um, you know like I, I guess for most students or, or people that are just coming into the coding world or HIM world, uh, I know I mentored one student and um, from FA you know Florida A and M University, and she was hard set on on this certain direction like healthcare IT, healthcare data analytics, and uh, she. You know she got into a role into quality and it wasn't her her cup of tea and I, and so mm-hmm. she was kind of bummed out about it and so she was very uh like i want to get into here i said well you know you can stay where you're at and uh, kind of learn your way around just the same way if you're put into a you know, in the middle of the sea, you got to find your way out from the ocean, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And and that's how I kind of learned. But she she the same way. She had to learn the programming language. Anything that was not taught to her in school, yeah, uh, all that pro- programming stuff. She she took it upon herself. She actually quit the job, uh, and spent four yeah. months kind of learning the programming language. Uh, she signed her up, signed herself up for a master's program. And uh, she got picked up by, a, by, I think, nursing administration for data analytics. So <laughs> I'm, like, good. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, you know, wow. there's, there's always, you know, if you don't know, then you have to know. If you need to go mm-hmm. to a certain direction, then that's where you need to, you know, kind of pick yourself up and, and kind of move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Where are we at? 41 minutes. That's pretty good. Um, what else do I have questions about? You mentioned interfaces, right? So hmm. I remember, I remember interfaces. Uh, the way you navigate through interfaces is the tab button. You know, the tab button, the keyboard, the <laughs> up and down. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Stuff. And uh, you know, I, 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 geez, tabbing, enter, all of the F one, F two, but. <laughs> uh, my my experience in the evolution of interfaces is going into the graphical user interface the gui right yep. and where now you're able to use your mouse and kind of click wherever you want uh right. so uh, for me when, when i when i understood the transition from from interfaces for graphical user interface it's the use of the button the chevron all of those little things and, and navigating yep. all of that stuff and uh and then you mentioned now from clicking to now using our, our phones to to press uh, uh-huh. certain items. And, oh, uh, my gosh, so much stuff that you could do on your phone now compared to to way back then. I mean, what did I have back then as a phone? Hmm. 2001. Nokia. Remember those little? <laughs> those oh, little, yeah, the teeny one. one. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine not Left. trying to trying to do any service on that little little thing? And then now we have oh just a computer. Gosh. You know, the phones back then were what less than one hundred. Now you're like looking at a one thousand oh, yeah. dollar phone piece of equipment that you have to pay every two years. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous.
1: And even your watch, even all the yep. things that you can do on your watch. You know, I mean, that's that blows me away too. Like I can, you know, like if I'm away from my phone, mm. you know, I can get a text on my watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can answer a text on my watch you know, I can look at email on my watch. I mean, it's crazy.
0: You know, when you um, look when you look at things now, especially with telemedicine, uh, that's mm, another thing, mm-hmm. you know, where you, you, you have to go into uh, you know, your office in a office, see a patient face to face to make it happen. And of course, because of COVID, you know, now mm-hmm. they're having, um, you know, tele telehealth services. Now, I just I just spoke to somebody, a recruiter, actually, uh, what's his name? Bertram, Bertram just called me. He's from a, a company called Re, Renowned Talent, and uh, he's a healthcare recruiter. But guess where he's at? He's in Korea. <laughs> oh it, my gosh! Yeah, so he's is it
1: nighttime there.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's his wife is Korean, right? So uh, he Ooh. runs a healthcare com- a healthcare company out in Tampa, and i I messaged him just the other day i'm like hey uh, what's going on how are you doing he says oh can we set up a call i didn't think he was in korea right so wow or south korea and he says can we set up a time around four o'clock i'm like okay 4 30 he says no can we do it at around like uh 12 and so he texts me he texts me from from korea (laughs) from korea right i'm like okay yeah i'm available he calls And so he didn't tell me he was in Korea because the only reason why that I thought that I thought he was in Korea for, first of all, his wife is Korean. Right. So he Uh. starts doing YouTube videos. He's in Tampa. Right. But his background is is uh, is it's snowing. So I'm like, I know he's not in Tampa. (laughs) So and then and then it had a certain Asian vibe to it. Right. So it was like very tall buildings. Outside mm-hmm. of it were individualized AC units. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a little Asiany. So I had right, to ask. Yeah, him, yeah, yeah. I had to ask him, are you in, are you in Korea, <laughs> or did you go to <laughs> did you go to Korea back in back in last year? And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm actually there now. <laughs> and so um, wow. So when we're talking, so, so the connection to tele- telemedicine services is that he's running his business. That he started in Tampa in Korea because mm. uh, they had children together. And so I think they're very big in the Korean uh, culture to celebrate the first birthday. I know they put uh, oh. the little little garb on and take a lot of pictures. But I know that the, the first birthday <laughs> is their biggest thing. So they brought their their child there for the first birthday. And wow. so he's been there since November <laughs> 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 Run, running his business. And then I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, wait a second. If he's in Korea, I know it's it's somewhere you know near the Philippines, so he has to be thirteen hours ahead, right? Thirteen hours ahead. Yeah. So he called me around like twelve o'clock. I'm like, my good, like one o'clock, one o'clock, twelve. Yeah, around one o'clock, and he told me it's two a.m. over there. I'm like, why are you <laughs> calling me at at, at two a.m.? I says that's how I run business. I have to run business, you know, wow. Eastern Standard Time. And so oh. God bless him. He has two kids, right? So oh. <laughs> two kids, his yeah. wife, all in Korea. And so he's planning to come back. I said, well, that wouldn't be an issue if you came back. Right. So you're you you, you, you you're already running business Eastern Standard Time and yeah. uh, you come back here. You're not jet lagged. And he says, "No, I'm the one who's awake. The kids and the and the wife are all sleeping. So when <laughs> <one> they <day, laughs> when they come back, they're going to be jet black. And so he has to, you know, be the parent and handle all of that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So he also mentioned, um, and and you know, with your son doing remote work from for FIU up in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. he said, yep. you know, when you look at colleges now, um, I think the one thing that he talked about was, um the the foreign students and so mm. of course when they go to the u.s you know state college uh tuition is a certain state out of state tuition is is <laughs> already because oh, my daughter my daughter is already she's a junior right now and uh in college y- y- no junior in high I, school so oh, yeah. yeah and then my son okay. is a is a sophomore, so like they're okay. they're they're That's they're sophomore. Yeah. they're they're trickling into the college. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh! It's so I, you know, I'm already, <laughs> I'm already looking at. Well, she's saying UF, right? So she said UF. I'm like, well, where are you going to be in UF? She says, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, why are you going to University of Florida? And so we we actually drove her to University of Central Florida. Um, okay. And I said okay, and so I I started doing some research for her, and I'm like, okay, look, here's the cost per credit. It's like what two hundred twelve dollars. I'm sure it was lower back, wow. but yeah, two hundred twelve dollars. Out of state is seven hundred and something dollars. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you know, gosh. and I'm like, and she, um, and she's like, she wants to go to California. I'm, I'm like, excuse, ex- excuse me, <laughs> you know, you want to go what? And um, uh. and so, anyways, the the idea is that you know, could you imagine out of country tuition is high oh, no. and so like triple that and and then you're talking about housing and all of that so mm-hmm. he was telling me that you know students from korea are doing their schooling from home and uh yeah. you know that's one of the biggest benefits of all of this interoperability interconnectivity yeah. you know that's the biggest thing that's happening now um you know could you imagine i, I remember when we when, when uh, radiology systems were out um packs You know, one of the biggest things that we're saying, like, oh, if if uh, if a chest x-ray was performed in, um, you know, like Florida, somebody Mm -hmm. in Hawaii could be reading the dictation, you know, and run the report and get it all connected. So I'm like that Mm -hmm. back then, it was pretty interesting. But now, I mean, could you imagine that's that's something that's happening now and everything can be done on this little.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's crazy, exactly. You know, of course, you have security issues and that's one of the. That's one of the things that we're we're kind of going through with, you know, use of mobile devices, Mm -hmm. because they were saying, well, some of the doctors could use their cell phone, their personal cell phone. But, you know, for security purposes, they would have to wipe things off of the cell phone, (laughs) a personal device. And a lot of the doctors like, yeah, I don't think I want to do that. So we're debating if we want to go ahead and just give them, you know, an office, you know, work, work cell phone you know, for them or, or even a laptop, but you still have to worry about security issues, which, you know, I mean, and, and when everyone went home for COVID, you know, before, before COVID happened and, and people would say, Oh, I want to work remotely. I mean, you had to go through signing off all your paperwork, sign your life away. You had to make sure everything was secure, you know? Um, But when COVID happened, a lot of that just went out the window because they wanted to get everyone home so fast, you know? But it was it kind of struck me as really funny because now some people have to go back in and get their stuff. And they said it's like Fork Knox to go in just to retrieve old stuff from the office because, you know, oh, COVID didn't want to get dirty and, you know, we don't want to have too many germs in there. We only should let people, you know, a little bit at a time. But very interesting, you know, how. And I think that the, the technology was forced for um, like virtual visits and things like that because COVID happened. I think technology had to to work faster.
0: Yes, scale on the know, I
1: mean, yep, yep, yep. I mean, the speed of the internet was a huge issue here in Mm. Jacksonville when all the students went home because all of the the home (laughs) systems were crashing.
0: Yeah, my system was crashing too.
1: (laughs) Yep, yep. And they were like, too many people on the internet, too many people, you know. And, you know, lucky for me because, you know, I work with so much data, you know, we had the highest level, whatever, whatever of the speed. And so when my kids came home, you know, I said, oh, you know, we're okay with speed. But some of my, you know, other friends, kids were like, can we come over? (laughs) Our system's not big enough to handle it. Come over. I think we're okay.
0: So there you have it. That is my, so there you have it. That is part one of my interview with Cheryl Noblahs. You can check out Cheryl on LinkedIn, and I'll also post links for the Asian American Advisory Board for the city of Jacksonville, Florida, and a link for the Filipino Language and Cultural School of Jacksonville. MedicalCodingGeek.com